You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout-out, as always, if you're listening live on iHeartRadio, if you're listening live on TuneIn Radio, on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, or if you are watching live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube live stream, along with 50,000 subscribers that get notifications every Every time when we are going live here on the Fantasy Freestyle, helping you win your leagues and win that cash. I got my man Chris Bavona with me as always. He's down there in the Fantasy Pit of Misery. Dizzy, dilly, dilly to Bavona. He's going to take good care of you later on in the show when we open up the phone lines and hear your questions at 844-843-6879. Here's what we're going to do today. We got a lot of stuff to do. All right, we're going to do waiver wire ads for week 13 There's a couple of people that are definitely going to be added a lot. I get to use a a nickname that I haven't used in a while. I'm very excited to talk about my man, Pop Quiz, Jacquiz Rogers. Here's what we're also going to do. I'm going to recap Monday Night Football. I was pretty spot on on Monday Night Football. We'll talk about that a little bit later. I was pretty spot on, but those guys in Vegas do it so well, we'll talk about what I mean a little bit later on. If we have time, we're going to play that rap parody by Young Kaz, The Effect. I've been waiting to drop that on you guys for a couple of days now. Hopefully, we will do that as well. We got poll questions up for what your waiver wire ad you want. But at the same time, we have breaking news here. In the last couple of hours, word has crossed that the Giants are benching Eli Manning, and they are going with Geno Smith this Sunday in Oakland against the Raiders. This will be snapping the 210-game consecutive start streak of Eli Manning, but what I think it is, it's the Giants officially waving the white flag, but why are they going to Geno Smith instead of the kid Davis Webb? If they were going to the kid wanting to see what they had in the kid, I would understand this, especially if it was like Patty Mahomes back behind them or something like this, I would understand this. In fact, though, they're instead going to Geno Smith. You know Geno Smith is not part of the future of this franchise. You know Geno Smith does not give you a better chance to win than borderline Hall of Famer Eli Manning. A lot of people here in the New York area feel that Eli is being incredibly disrespected, even though Eli then come out came out and released a statement saying that he was involved in this decision, continuing to be class for that organization. Let me tell you something. Ben McAdoo has tried this a number of times, suspending guys in the back, in the secondary for random weeks. Now they're going away from Eli Manning. The Giants are a sinking ship. Get off now. If you're Sterling Shepard, if you have Evan Ingram, it is time to cut bait because Geno Smith isn't going to do it. I understand he's got a decent matchup against the Raiders, but I am not on it. When we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle news and notes, my recap of Monday Night Football waiver ads and your calls. Come on back. Fantasy Freestyle. Let's go. 
Hey, I'm Frank Stanfield, and here is Greg Sussman of the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever. What can you tell me about the DKMS Big Game Challenge? All you need to do is answer four trivia questions correctly, and you are going to the big game in Minnesota on February 4th. How do I get involved? Keep listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network every day and find out when we're playing. The showtime changes, so make sure you're always locked and loaded. I'm in. And you can be in, too. Just make sure you listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network every day up until the big game, because we're trying to give away tickets for you in Minnesota. It's the Big Game Trivia Challenge, sponsored by DKMS, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez speeds the spitting statistician holding you down on a Tuesday. We got a big show. I'm telling you, we got to recap Monday Night Football. I got to talk about my waiver wire ads for week 13. We want to get Young Cause and the effect and their rap parody on board. But then we talk, got to talk about Geno Smith in for Eli Manning. Eli Manning has started for the Giants 210 games in a row. In the NFC East, every team has had 10 quarterbacks start in that span. The Cleveland Browns have had 24 quarterbacks in that span. I don't really know what the Giants are hoping to achieve here. If they went to Davis Webb, that would be one thing. I understand at this point, listen, the season is shot. You want to go to the kids, see what you have. The Giants are going to be drafting in the top five this year, you know, next year coming up, right? And if I'm the Giants, I need to know, do I need to use that pick for a quarterback? Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, or do I need to use that pick on another offensive lineman to help boost this line because I believe that maybe Davis Webb can be a guy, or maybe I know I need to go and try to get Tyrod Taylor or Alex Smith or something like that in the offseason. So I'm okay if they went to Davis Webb. But they're going to Geno Smith instead. You know Geno Smith does not give you a great chance to win. You know what Geno Smith is. I understand you want to say like, oh, we don't want to have Davis Webb get hurt back there. But you are all right riding out, you know, your franchise, Eli Manning, at the beginning of the year when he was behind the same, you know, blunt guts trash offensive line. I don't get it, but I will say this. Eli Manning continues to be class personified. Here is the statement that Eli Manning released, and I quote, Coach McAdoo told me I could continue to start while Geno and Davis are given an opportunity to play. My feeling is that if you are going to play the other guys, just play them. Starting to starting just to keep the streak going and knowing you won't finish the game and have a chance to win it, that's pointless to me, and it tarnishes the streak. Like I always have, I will be ready to play if and when I am needed. I will help Gino and Davis prepare to play as well as they possibly can. We also have audio, okay? We also have audio from Eli Manning today. Bavona, do we have that queued up and ready? We have audio where... Eli Smith, uh, Eli Manning is being asked about it. You can hear him continuing to like be a professional. You can also hear him literally choking back tears, knowing that this is the last time he may he may never start for the New York Giants again. Play that sound for me, Chris. He's like, how hard? How hard is this hitting you emotionally? That's hard. Hard, uh, hard, you know, hard day to handle this, but uh, you know, hang in there and figure it out. Hardest, hardest day as a Giant, you would say? Uh, it's up there. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like you might have started your last game for the Giants? I don't know. No, I, I, I don't know. We're, I'll uh, take one, one week at a time. Last one, guys. Have you spoken to anyone besides Ben about the decision, Jerry or John or anyone like that? Uh, I spoke with Jerry Reese a little bit, and uh, uh, 
Uh, Mr. Mayor had, you know, he, he hadn't been in it uh, today, and uh, but you know he knows what's going on, and uh, we'll probably try to speak with him tomorrow sometime. Eli Manning putting on a good face for it, being the good soldier, being a team player, being a professional. Yet I agree with a lot of Giants fans. I'm seeing them walk around right here. People literally asking me questions through the glass here at Studio 34 about Eli Manning. I think he's getting a raw deal. I think he's been getting a raw deal for a couple of years when they decided to sign Brandon Marshall instead of spending that money on offensive line to protect him when the window was still open for about a year or two if they protected him in the right way. I'm telling you right now, yeah, I think Eli Manning is moving on. I think he's going down to Jacksonville if you want to know the God's honest truth. There is more news and notes to keep to leave. And Michael Crabtree, they are suspended for two games for the fighting and the chain snatching that happened. They are appealing their decisions. My bet, it might get reduced to one game, but you will still be without Michael Crabtree this weekend. The Raiders will also be without Amari Cooper as he is still in the concussion protocol. When I give up my DFS lineup a little bit later on in the week, I think that creates opportunities for other members of the Oakland Raiders against this team, the Giants, which is obviously mailing it in. In other quarterback news, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to start for the San Francisco 49ers against Chicago this week. In Chicago, I think you had to do it, you know, as long as he knew the playbook and was ready you saw him come in there in relief of cj beat hard when beat hard got ant got injured and uh you know cj was a little bit upset that the fans were cheering when he got hurt because they were bringing in jimmy g it looks like the garoppolo era is starting in san francisco week 13 of the season once again bruce arians has said that Blaine Gabbert could be his starter in 2018. He could be a bridge to something if Carson Palmer does indeed retire, putting a little bit of extra high stakes on uh, the Arizona Cardinals for the rest of the season. Blaine Gabbert playing maybe for a starting job next year. Jordan Reed did not practice today. Remember, the Washington football team plays on Thursday as they kick off Week 13 against the Cowboys. He has not practiced for the last five weeks. Looks like he's going to miss his fifth game in a row. I don't know why you would rely on Jordan Reed, whether you are Washington or if you are a fantasy owner. And also, I want to tip our cap here at the Fantasy Freestyle and the Stats Over Beat Cypher to Darren McFadden. Darren McFadden announced his retirement today. Dallas released him over the weekend. He had an interesting 10-year career. Had a good year about two years ago with Dallas. Had another good year, I think, back in the day with Oakland. Darren McFadden was a boss in college at Arkansas. So we, we're going to pour a little bit out and tip our cap for Darren McFadden. All right. Yesterday we had Monday night football. The Ravens beat the Texans. It was a 23-16 final. At the end of the show last night, I said I thought the Ravens would win this game 23-13. They won the game 23-16. Your boy spitting speeds was pretty close. But you know what? I ain't as good as these guys in Vegas. It was a 23-16 game. You know the Ravens were seven-point favorites. They won by seven. You know, 23-16, that's 39 points. The total in this game was 38-and-a-half. They set these lines pretty good. Let me tell you something. Uh, I was right on a few things, okay? Alex Collins is still the lead back for the Baltimore Ravens, but Danny Woodhead is going to cut into Buck Allen's production. Buck Allen did get into the end zone, and that's safe his night if you were starting Buck Allen. But Danny Woodhead had four runs and four catches. Buck Allen only had one reception out of the backfield. I think more and more Danny Woodhead, as long as he stays healthy, will be growing. I also had my diamond in the rough for this game was Mike Wallace. I hope you went Mike Wallace instead of Jeremy Macklin. Wallace had five catches for 48 
eh, an average game. But Jeremy Macklin, only one catch for six yards. Hopefully you listen to speeds and realize that Wallace was the better option over Jeremy Macklin. But let me tell you something. These Baltimore Ravens. It's like they're allergic to throwing the ball downfield. John Gruden was saying it on the telecast. He said he really likes this team. He loves their defense, likes their run game with the Irish dancer, loves their special teams. He spent about a quarter and a half you know, swooning over the Ravens special teams coach. But let me tell you something. They are not able to throw the ball. If they could get a, a passing attack, this team would be dangerous. Instead, I don't think they're a true contender. If they do make it in, I think they're one and done. On the other side, listen, DeAndre Hopkins is a man amongst boys. Seven catches for 125 yards. He was getting grabbed and held the entire time. His jersey was literally ripped half to shreds, but he's still making plays and he will continue to do so next week they have the Tennessee Titans boy do I like that matchup for a guy like DeAndre Hopkins but let me tell you something man Vegas they know what they're doing they had the spread right on they had the total right on it is a problem I told you however that um Andre Ellington is the guy I would have used the trick on Bavona told us from down in the fantasy dungeon that uh he was not active but I what I realized though is they want no part of Alfred Blue as the second running back there I don't think they want any part of Alfred Blue so I do think Andre Ellington does have a role when he is ready for these Houston Texans all right Here's what we got to do, Chris. We got to do some of our Game of Inches nominees, all right? I know we're up against the break, but I got to start my Game of Inches nominees. We're going to finish them up on the other side of the break. And then what we'll also do is we will uh, give you my waiver wire thoughts going into week 13. I got a lot of people that I think are worth your waiver wire priority, worth whatever you have left in your fab budget. We'll get to that. Um, Hey, Bavona, check this out. My man, West the deal. He lost by .26, even though he had Big Ben and Antonio Brown combined for 61 points. He had Doug Baldwin, though, who was one of the Fugazis of Week 12. Is that a game of inches? He lost by 26 points. What about Giovanni Calero? He lost by one point. And he had Tom he had Tom Savage who threw that last pick, and that's what he lost by. He had DeAndre Hopkins, but still fell just short because of that Savage late-game interception that iced it for the Baltimore Ravens. What about C.W. Mitchell? C.W. Mitchell lost by one and a half points. He was only needed .6 or one and a half points to win and had Jeremy Macklin who only had one catch for six yards only got .6 and still lost what about Eduardo Guimarari he was tied literally tied down to the hundredth of a point at halftime of this game but he was facing Justin Tucker who had a couple of field goals and beat him towards the end those are pretty good I got what I think should be the winner and I'll share that with you and Bavono you know make a decision when we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back. We're going to crown a winner. Hunter Henry, Sterling Shepard, Michael Thomas. These three NFL sophomores are not due to slump. They're due to break out, just like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. In year two, things are only getting better. Make sure to listen live and download the app. FNTSY Radio. It's free and it's 24-7. The best fantasy sports content is on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I was going through some hashtag Game of Inches nominees. My man West the Deal lost by a quarter of a point, even though he had Big Ben and Antonio Brown put up over 60 for him on Sunday night. Aaron Segrest, he was down by 28 going into Sunday night football. Antonio Brown killed it for him, and he won by four. Was it Giovanni Cagliero lost by only one point because of that Tom Savage interception at the end of Monday night football? What about C? W. Mitchell was down by 1.6 and only got 0.6 from Jeremy Macklin on Monday Night Football because Macklin was a fugazi, forgot about him. Should have listened to me. I knew that Mike Wallace was going to pop up instead of Jeremy Macklin. Eduardo Gimiari was tied, literally tied, 174.38. At the half, down to the hundredth of a point. Still lost to Justin Tucker for putting through some field goals in the second half. What about this one, though, Chris? Max Lawton out there on Twitter. Big shout-out to Max. Won by seven-tenths of a point and was helped because he was facing Lamar Miller. I don't know if you saw, but Lamar Miller got injured and banged up in the second quarter, missed the entire second quarter, then came back for the second half. If Lamar Miller was healthy the whole game, Max Lawton would have lost, but instead won by seven-tenths of a point because of the injury. And then we have and then we have a very last-minute one. My guy at Big Vaj on Twitter hits me up all the time. Just hit me up, literally. I think I don't know if it's past the deadline or not. But Big Vaj, uh, he won, locked up a playoff berth, was facing Austin Safarian Jenkins, who had yet another touchdown taken away from him. Dropped another touchdown. I gotta, I gotta, you know, I, I lean a little bit towards uh, Big Vaj, but I don't know. Maybe he was in after the deadline. But I did want to say this, Chris. Is Austin Safarian Jenkins maybe like the poster child for hashtag Game of Inches this year? I mean, he's had a number of things. The touchdown that became a fumble and a touchback. He had a touchdown this week taken away by instant replay. It feels to me like the Rastafari, King Halil Selassie, Austin Safarian Jenkins is really the poster child. But there's another one. What about Nelson Aguilar? Nelson Aguilar has been involved in a couple of these. And this week, if you remember, everything was going right for the Philadelphia Eagles. Jay Ajayi broke a long run, and then he fumbled at like the one-yard line. The ball trickles into the end zone, and who's there to pick it up? Nelson Aguilar. If I lost to an opponent who had Nelson Aguilar and those six points are what beat me, boy, would I be pissed off, and I'd send my hashtag Game of Inches to Spittin' Speeds. What do you think, Bavona? Is it Max Lawton who lost? Who won because Lamar Miller was banged up? Is it the field goal kickers? Or is it my guy West the Deal who was facing Austin Safarian Jenkins and had, you know, a touchdown taken away from him and that's why he won and secured a playoff berth? What do you think, Manimal? I so badly really wanted to vote for the Justin Tucker game. I know, you like I the kickers. I really want to know. I have this bias thing about the kickers, especially for the sheer fact that I think soon you're not going to see fantasy football kickers anymore. Ooh, However. You said it. Austin Safarian yeah. Jenkins is the poster child really of Game of Inches. He really is. He had he's someone won in week six. That was actually our, that was our first. That was our first our one. First game I was of like, inches. It was so crazy that he had the touchdown and it got turned back into a touchback. So you're telling me you like Derek Vajinov at Big Vaj on Twitter, who just hit me up a little while ago that he secured his playoff berth because of the uh, you know. His opponent had ASJ, who got points taken away with that instant replay. I have no choice on this one. ASJ wins it again. I have a feeling that this guy, whoever, one of these two, whoever wins, they're getting a poster of Austin Safarian yeah. Jen- Jenkins with the hashtag 
game of inches. Yeah, I like that. Hey, Big Vaj, if you're listening now, and it sounds like you might be because you're hitting me up on Twitter, I think you need to go and get yourself an Austin Safarian Jenkins fathead, put it up on your wall, give me a little hashtag game of inches on it, and we could uh, definitely use that here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Check it out, though. I got a lot of if, – hey, if you have other ones, you know, if you have other ones that you didn't get in, holler at me. And maybe we'll see if we can uh, knock off Big Vaj from being the Week 12 Game of Inches winner? Question mark? Um, All right, but let's keep it moving here because I know a lot of people tune in on Tuesday to see my thoughts on the waiver wire. So I'm going to give you my thoughts on the waiver wire. Then we're going to open up the phone lines and see what you have to say or see whatever specific questions you have. The number to call is 844-843-6879. But before we get to the phones, let me tell you something. We don't usually talk quarterbacks on waiver wires, but listen, Case Keenum, only 46% owned, has Atlanta, then Carolina, then Cincinnati, then Green Bay in the fantasy championship. You know Case Keenum been hot. He's got Thielen. He's got Diggs. He's got McKinnon. He's got Rudolph. I don't understand why he's not owned in more leagues. T-Mobile, Tyrod Taylor, also owned in less than half of leagues. They have New England twice. They have the Indianapolis Colts in week uh, 14, a playoff week. T-Mobile needs to be owned. He's only owned in 49%. If you're looking for a quarterback, what tasty matchups? New England, Indy, Miami, and New England again. Don't get it twisted. Aaron Rodgers might come back. He's only owned in 59% of leagues. If you want Aaron Rodgers, you could check your league. He might be available. And then I mentioned to you before... Jimmy Garoppolo is starting in San Francisco. He's got Chicago, then Houston, then Tennessee. That's a nice, tasty matchup. But I don't understand how Tyrod uh, Tyrod Taylor is not owned in over 50% of leagues. New England, Indy, Miami, New England again. The rushing potential. People probably dropped him when he got benched. He is now back in the saddle for Buffalo. Give me Tyrod Taylor or Case Keenum. At the running back position. Jamal Williams is only 58% owned. He is now the lead dog for Green Bay. Coming off a good showing against the Pittsburgh Steelers where he got into the end zone via the run and in the passing game at over 130 scrimmage yards. I like Jamal Williams. You know who I also like? My man. Pop quiz, jock quiz, Rodgers is back. And in Tampa Bay with Dougie Martin going down, I think that pop quiz is actually the guy to own. I know Peyton Barber got in the end zone, but he's the smashing goal linebacker, and he has been that role all season long anyway. Remember pop quiz at the beginning of the season. A lot of people were calling into the show about him. He's only 7% owned. I think it is fine to take a flyer on pop quiz, jock quiz, Rodgers. Um, Kenyon Drake is the last man standing in Miami. Uh... Damian Williams, it looks like he's out for this week. So it's going to be all Kenyon Drake. He's only owned in 56% of leagues. Half of you can go out and get him right now. And also, he's only owned in 2% of leagues. And I don't like it this week because they're playing Philly in that number one run defense. But Mike Davis... He looked as good as any other running back for Seattle all year, and I think they want to go back to him. I don't think it's going to work on Sunday Night Football against the Philadelphia Eagles, but if you're really desperate, Mike Davis, it could be worse. At the wide receiver position, I know we have to talk about this. Josh Gordon is owned in only 51% of leagues. He is unowned in half of leagues. I have been telling you for a long time, a long time ago, we've been talking about this. I don't trust it. 
If you need to win to get into your fantasy playoffs, are you really going to trust a guy who has not played a regular season game since the 2014 finale? Yes, I know he led the league in receiving yards in 2013. Yes, I know he's a dynamic talent. But the guy hasn't been on an NFL field in a regular season game in two years. The guy has Deshaun Kaiser throwing him the football. The guy is facing this Los Angeles Chargers defense, which has been hot lately. And um, and Hayward has been a beast in coverage. I am off Josh Gordon. I'm on Cooper Cup, however. I told you last week I liked Cooper Cup. He went 8 for 116 without Robert Woods. There is still no Robert Woods. I still like Cooper Cup. I like him better than, say, Zay Jones. I know Zay Jones got in the end zone. I know he was the leading target getter for Buffalo. And I know... Listen, I'm off that. I just told you how I like Tyrod Taylor, but Zay Jones is not even the main weapon. I like Charles Clay instead. Clay, only owned in 32% of leagues at the tight end position. If you need a tight end, if you don't want to go back to the Greg Olson well, for example, I like Charles Clay. He is getting back involved. His four catches, his 60 yards receiving, led the team, and I think Tyrod Taylor is comfortable with him. At the wide receiver position, though, you know who I do like? I like Martavis Bryant. He's owned in 54% of leagues. Half of you guys can, or just less than half of you, can go out and get Bryant right now. We don't know about Juju Smith-Schuster. And I think, listen, I think... This uh, Monday night, Cincinnati, division game, they know that they're going to focus on Bell. They're going to focus on Brown. These are guys that have been popping off. But Pittsburgh Steelers' offense is good enough that three or four people can eat. I like Martavis Bryant if Juju is still not back. D.D. Westbrook. Also only owned in 25% of leagues. I mean, he's a good player, but I don't like the matchup. I don't like I don't like the Jacksonville pass offense. I think this is going to be back to Leonard Fournette. I think this is going to be one of those games where Blake Bortles only throws it like 15 times, so I would not want one of the wide receivers. So to recap, at running back, I want Jamal Williams. I want Pop Quiz, Jaquiz Rogers, and I want Kenyon Drake. At wideout, I do not want Josh Gordon. Instead, I want Cooper Cup or Martavis Bryant. At tight end, I like Charles Clay, but it's time to recognize Ricky Seals-Jones for two weeks in a row has been an option, the number two option next to Fitzgerald in Arizona. I like him. I think he might be worth a roster spot, but I'm not starting Ricky Seals-Jones with your playoffs on the line. All right. Here's what we got to do. Oh, by the way, at tight end also, O.J. Howard is only owned in 26% of leagues. They are going away from Cameron Brait. Okay, Cameron Brait had a relationship maybe with Jameis Winston. It looks like Ryan Fitzpatrick likes him some O.J. Howard. They could be trying to phase out Brait as well because he's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. Other than that, it's the names you already know. It's the Tyler Crofts. It's the Austin Safarian Jenkins of the world. Um, It's those guys, all right? When we come back, here's what we're going to do. We're going to hear from you. The number to call is 844. 843-6879. The phone lines are open right now. I got some people here. What's going on, guys? Hey, they're part of the Stats Over Beat Cypher. We got people trying to hang out with speeds here at Studio 34. We got pictures being taken and the whole nine. If you want to join the show, you can. Just holler at me. 844-843-6879. My man, Chris Ventra, putting the cameras on people, taking pictures here. Everybody wants to be down with the Stats Over Beat Cypher, and you can 
too. Holler at me. I'll take your calls after the break. Sit, start, trade questions. If your trading deadline hasn't passed, waiver wire ads and all that. I'm trying to help you get a W. Week 13 is going to be lucky for you if you get some advice for spin it speeds. Come on right back. It's time we open it up for the hashtag stats over beat cypher right here on the fantasy freestyle on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network call me now the phone lines are open let's go have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand or better yet in the pocket of your khakis well check it out now you can it's the fantasy sports radio network app Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dave Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, holding you down. I just gave you some thoughts on the waiver wire. I do not understand how Case Keenum or Tyrod Taylor are available. If they are available, scoop them up right now. If you're a playoff team looking for a little bit of a push or a little bit of a, you know, kind of a cushion for later on, Aaron Rodgers is unowned in 41% of leagues. I tell you that I'm on Jamal Williams. I'm on Pop Quiz, Jock Quiz Rodgers at the running back position. I like Cooper Cup over. Josh Gordon. I like Martavis Bryant this week at the at the wide receiver position, especially if Juju once again cannot go. And I'm telling you, OJ Howard is the tight end to now owned in Tampa. They are phasing out Cameron Brait, in my opinion, because he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. It also looks like Jameis loved him some Cameron Brait. It looks like Ryan Fitzpatrick is locking in on OJ Howard. All right, we got some uh, callers that want to be down with the stats over beat cipher. So we got the phone line open. I'm going to take your calls. We're going to answer questions, waiver wires, trades, sit starts, all that. Let's get it started here on the Fantasy Freestyle. It is truly the favorite part of my day when I get to engage with the hashtag stats over beat cypher. Craig in Toledo, you kick us off today on the Fantasy Freestyle. How can we help you get a lucky number 13 W? Hey, what do you think about Marquise Goodwin with the Garoppolo coming in? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question, uh, Craig. I, you know, here's the thing. Goodwin is pretty much the only receiver there left anyway. You know, Pierre Garçon is out for the season. Here's the thing, though, Craig. Deep balls, you need chemistry. You need reps in practice. You need time to know. Like, Jimmy G doesn't necessarily know how fast Marquise Goodwin is. You know what I'm saying, Craig? I think he might underthrow him. Also, they're in Chicago. It's going to be cold out there. I don't know that the deep ball plays out there in Chicago in December. I like the idea that you're thinking that, you know, Jimmy G is a better quarterback. And in time, I think that could be a good connection. But I think they need some time first, Craig, to build some chemistry together. So I don't know if I would go out there and pop like a Jimmy G Goodwin stack in DFS. I don't know if it really boosts up Goodwin this week. I think in time it would, 
but I would wait and see first. Thanks for the call, though, Craig. Up next on the Fantasy Freestyle is Hector in Chicago, right there, what we were talking about, where that 49ers-Bears game is going to take place. Hey, Hector, what's the weather supposed to be like this weekend? Is it going to be cold? Is it going to be snowy at all? Give me a weather report, Hector. What's it like? Hey, how's it going? Dilly dilly. Uh, the weather this weekend for Sunday should be 50. Oh, okay. Sunny. All right, so we are all right. Not too bad. We are all right. So maybe the deep ball is in play. Dilly dilly, Hector. How can we help you get a W in Lucky Week 13? Thanks for the advice last week with uh, Coleman, but somebody somebody dropped Kenny Stills, and I thought uh, – Matt Moore had a man crush on him, so I went with him, but he didn't do much. Yeah, I thought Matt Moore had the man crush on him as well. It didn't really play out, but mostly because the Dolphins are just blunt guts trash. So let's keep it moving, though. Get you a W for this week. What can we do? Well, I got a W anyways. Uh, thanks for the Ravens. Yeah, um, the defense. The, Ra- the Ravens didn't do well. Yeah, they didn't do well, and I was up 13, so I walked away with a W. By like four points. Oh, that must have been but, close um, because I personally also own the Baltimore Ravens defense, and they did, you know, they did just fine for me. So I, I was happy right. with them. But what, uh, what can, in my in my in my league they got twelve points last night for me, but I was running away from okay. it, so it was all good. But well, what, let's main, look forward. Yeah, what do you got? My, my main question is, I already clinched the buy, so I'm looking at week fifteen. 15. This is I forgot to mention is um. I, I got the first round bye for the playoffs, so I'm looking at week 15. Right. And I just want your expert advice. Like, I forgot to mention, this is like my first year nice. playing fantasy. So and you got a bye. Right. So, um, good thing I had some ties in my division. Right. So, that's how I got it. Um, I'm 7-5. and five, Oof. And um, I'm, I just want your expert advice on, like, I got the first round by. What do I do now? Like, yeah, you 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 got it right. You look to week fifteen. You look for the matchups in week fifteen. Here's the first thing I would do. Okay, the first thing I would do, man, is whoever your stud running backs are, I would. I would get their handcuffs on your roster just in case injury falls them between now and week 15. Okay, so here's the thing. I got Shady and Booker. All right, so you need to try to find other Denver Broncos. You need to see if C.J. Anderson's available. And with Shady, I think it's Mike Tolbert that you need to try to find, okay? And you could drop, like, your fourth or fifth running back, your fifth wide receiver. You don't need them anymore. All you need to do is protect your starting lineup for Week 15. So you got to get those handcuffs, okay? Here's the other thing you need to do. You need to start looking at those defensive matchups. I don't know who your defense is, but you got to look to see who they're playing in Week 15. And then, you know, whatever format you use, what you can do is you can set it when you look to all the available players, go to week 15 and go to defenses and see which defenses start having the best matchups for you in week 15. For example, you know, I mean, listen, now... Look who the Giants are playing week 15, for example. Look at who, you know, the Browns have week 15. Look at these piss-poor offenses and see what they got week 15. Those are where I would start for the rest. Hit me up on Twitter, all right, man, and we'll try and get you set up because if you're a first-year player and you got a buy and you're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and Speed's the Spitting Statistician, that is a testimonial of how we help you win your leagues and win that cash. Get it, Hector. I hope you keeps on rolling for you. Call back anytime. I'm up. Next on the Fantasy Freestyle, Dan in New Jersey. Hey, Dan, what's going on? Let's help you get a W for Lucky Week 13. Hey, Dan, how's it going? Um, I have a quick question before I get to my main question. All right, what's up? Um, it, it's, uh, 
just that um, I, have, uh, Evan, I have the Ingr- Evan Ingram problem in uh, New York, so I don't know if it's a quick switch between him and uh, Seals Jones. Should I switch them in and out with each other? The question is how far does Evan Ingram drop, right? That's what it comes down mm-hmm. to. Listen, I'm going to tell you what. This week – I keep Evan Ingram in there. I get Ricky Seals-Jones. If I were you, Dan, I'd try to get Ricky Seals-Jones on my roster. But this week, with the playoffs on the line, I'm not going to a guy who I've only seen it once or twice. I know he's hot right now, but I, I, I just can't look myself in the mirror you know, staking my playoff potential on Ricky Seals-Jones. And here's the thing with Evan Ingram. I believe that, you know, we default back to the young or bad quarterback thing. And what's a young or bad quarterback's best safety blanket? The tight end. And who is there anyway? You know, like, it's 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 Shepard and it's Ingram, and that's about it. I don't think Ingram falls that far down to where Seals-Jones hops him. I would have Seals-Jones on my roster, but what I would do is I would see, you know, what happens this week. But this week... Dan, I would start uh, Evan Ingram. You said you had another one. Let's uh, let's answer it quick. Well, actually, that can go right off of that question, to be honest. Um, then I guess who would I drop for my team to get Seals Jones? Because we already talked about, actually, through Twitter, about my wide receiver not to get anyone. So, right. actually, just who would I drop pretty much to get Seals Jones then? Um, I'm going to be dropping um, high to get uh, Kareem Hunt on my team. Or, sorry, Kareem, um, Case Keenum. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. You're dropping um, Hyde? Dropping Carlos Hyde. Yeah, I got too many. I got too, I got too many running backs. So I'll read you my team real quick, whatever. And then are we you? Can are you? Get... Is the trading deadline passed in your league? Yeah, that's passed already. All right, all right. Um, yeah, give me the bottom of your roster because I do want to get to a couple of other callers that we can keep on going yeah. back and forth, Dan, on Twitter. But give me the bottom Definitely. of your roster. Okay, pretty much. Um, it's Jordy Tate, Funches. I hate to say Sanu. it, but maybe it's Jordy Nelson. Maybe Jordy is what you do. Because, okay. I mean, you've seen it, right? I mean, like, what are you going to hold him for? Maybe the fact that Aaron Rodgers pops off and comes back week 15 and 16? I think Jordy Nelson is the answer, unfortunately. I know it's crazy, and late in the season, you have strange bedfellows at this point. But, yeah, I think it's Jordy Nelson, unfortunately. All right, Dan, but uh, hit me back up on Twitter if you need. We'll keep on managing to help you uh, win your leagues and win that cash. Up next, I am so happy. Up next, it is Jilly Dilly in Cali. If you don't know, if you're not part of the cipher, Jilly Dilly is undefeated. She listens to the show all the time, feeds the notes. It's actually her husband's team that is undefeated. She is a loyal Stats Overbeat Cypher member, Dilly Dilly, and her husband is still undefeated because of the knowledge she's getting on the fantasy sports. Radio Network and the Fantasy Freestyle Jilly Dilly Dilly. How's it going? Good. Hey, thanks for all your information. Yep, we're still undefeated, That's but awesome. I am not allowed to screenshot the team. My husband's very really? superstitious. Fair enough. He, 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 as my grandmother used to say in Yiddish, he doesn't want to give himself a kind of I understand. Curse. I understand, so I can't send it to you, but I'm calling about his other team. Okay. This other team is in second place. They're eight and four. There's three teams with our record and three teams with seven and five. Let's so help them out. These next two weeks are important. So he he does not want to play Ingram this week, but he's going to keep him. Right. But he wants to replace him either with Kyle Rudolph, Jack Doyle, or maybe, as you say, Charles Clay. I like Jack Doyle this week, Jilly. I love Jack Doyle this week. I know it sounds crazy because they're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, but what the Jaguars do is stymie the receivers on the outside. It's their cornerbacks, okay? It's Jalen Ramsey. It's A.J. Bouye that are the studs on the outside. They've also become much better at stopping the run. The one thing the Jacksonville Jaguars don't do well is stop the tight end and Jack Doyle has turned into the new number one option in Indianapolis.
Indianapolis. T.Y. Hilton has defecated the mattress left and right. Jack Doyle has been the consistent target for Jacoby Brissett. Jilly, I would take Jack Doyle and I would start him this week over Evan Ingram. You don't drop Evan Ingram, but you bench Evan Ingram in your situation and go and get Jack Doyle. Jill, I'm so happy you called. I'm so happy that we're helping you and your husband's team get to the playoffs. Don't send me screenshots, but keep me updated and let me know how we're doing. We raise a glass to you. Dilly, dilly. We got time for one more, and it is Eric in Florida. Eric, you're on the Fantasy Freestyle. We're up against the break, so uh, what's your question? If I can't answer it now, I'll answer it after the break. Yeah, I'll make it clear. How are you doing today, Steve? What's going on? I got a trade question. I got off for Cream Hunt, ASJ, for P. Run, and Josh Doxson. Uh, you would be getting Hunt and ASJ? Yes, sir. All right, here's the thing. I hear the music, so here's what we're doing. We're going to take a quick commercial break because we got to pay the bills here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. When we come back, I'm going to answer this question, which side of this trade I like better for Eric, and we'll see what we're doing on time. We might have to get in my man Chris, the analyst, Ventra, because he's a Giants fan. I want to hear how he reacts to this news of Eli Manning getting benched. All that and more when we come back. It's the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy. Freestyle. Eli Manning has started for the Giants 210 games in a row. I don't really know what the Giants are hoping to achieve here. If they went to Davis Webb, that would be one thing. They're going to Geno Smith instead. You know Geno Smith does not give you a great chance to win. I don't get it. Eli Manning, I think he's getting a raw deal. I think he's been getting a raw deal for a couple of years. I think Eli Manning is moving on. I think he's going down to Jacksonville if you want to know the God's honest truth. Weekdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. you got Speed, the spitting statistician, holding you down on a Tuesday. For Eric in Florida, who just gave me this trade, I don't know that I want to take both members of the Washington football team, and I'm not really that high on Josh Dotson. I think it's Jamison Crowder out there in Washington and not Dotson. Pirine doesn't really move the needle for me either. So Eric out there in Florida, I like the Kareem Hunt, Austin Safarian, Jenkins side of that trade a lot better. I know Kareem Kareem Hunt has been blunt guts trash lately, but I also think that there is some bounce back potential. I still think I would rather have Hunt and ASJ, so I would take that side of the trade. So if those are the guys you already have, I would not make a move to acquire both of the Washington football team. The last call that we do have is Brody in Riverside. Hey, Brody, we don't have much time, but you're on the stats over beat Cypher. How can I help you get a W for Lucky Week 13? Man, I got running back issues. I got... I got two spots, or well, three spots, because I have I have in the flex spot I have Drake going. Okay. But I have uh, Deion Lewis, Jamal Williams, Marshawn Lynch, and Alex Collins. I like Marshawn Lynch this week because they don't have Crabtree, they don't have Cooper, and I like Deion Lewis this week as well, okay? I like Deion Lewis, and I like Marshawn Lynch of those, and to be quite honest, I would have Collins in over Drake, if you want to know the truth. I like yeah. Lewis, yeah. I like Lewis, okay. Lynch, and Collins. I, I, I mean, Drake, he just does I, I don't think he's that great of a football player, if you want to know the truth, and I think, um, okay. I think that in that game, in that game, 
game. Who does Miami have? Let me see real quick. Miami's got Denver. That's Denver. one of the best, one of the best run defenses in the league. Give me Deion Lewis against Buffalo because the Bills have been getting carved up via the run. Give me Marshawn Lynch against the Giants where tackling is optional and they don't have Cooper and Crabtree. And then give me Alex Collins and Baltimore. Um, I like. I just like the River Dancer. I think he is a better uh, okay. running back, especially against the Detroit Lions. Hope it works out for you. I mentioned Marshawn Lynch. Um, you know, they are going to be without Crabtree. They are going to be without Cooper. But breaking news, Michael Crabtree's suspension just got reduced to only one game, but it will be this week against the Giants. So the Raiders are going to have to go in other places. Thanks to my man Bama Texan out there on Twitter for hitting me up with that breaking news. But whatever you do for your DFS lineup, go on over to DailyRoto.com slash DKMS. We're talking about who to maybe put in, who we like this week, things like Jack Doyle, things like Marshawn Lynch, maybe Dion Lewis. You might want to get them in your DFS lineup. But regardless, when you go over there, you'll learn a lot about um, how you can help the fight against blood cancer. We're partnering with DKMS. So even if you lose at the DFS, you are a winner at life. I want to give, like I said, big shout-out to my man, Bama Texan, giving me that breaking news on Crabtree suspension getting reduced. Also, I love it. Liberty Finder on Twitter hit me up and said, bench Vernon Davis, hashtag Dilly Dilly, with a picture of Vernon Davis being banished to the pit of misery. Dilly Dilly! All right, there. I wanted to bring in my guy Chris, the analyst Ventra. I know you always monitor the YouTube feed, but I got to ask you, Chris, I know you're a Giants fan. How do you feel about this move away from Eli Manning? Do you think they did him dirty? I don't know. I don't know if there's a right way to go about ending a legacy like that yeah. for Eli, unless he just, you know, would you let him play out the, the string? Through. Would you let him play out the string, or would you make the move might maybe to like the Davis Webb? Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't get the Geno Smith move. I get, right. If they went to Webb, I get it. Test him out. Right. He got drafted in the third round, so he didn't spend a lot of money. Yeah, he Russell Wilson hurt, got drafted in the third round also. You never know. Right. And then if he doesn't work out, you see a little bit. Maybe you draft a quarterback in the first round next year. Right. They're going to have a top five pick in all likelihood. Right. So I, I don't understand the Geno Smith move. Unless they see something spectacular all of a sudden from Geno Smith, which I don't think is the case. You think Geno Smith is lighting it up in practice? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I don't get why they would do it. Why else are they bringing him in? Because Ben McAdoo does not know what he's doing. Doing as an NFL head coach, that's why, <laughs> and because he's going to get fired as well. He's going to get fired on January 2nd, whatever the Monday is, right after Week 17. But hey, what are you going to do? We'll be back tomorrow. Fantasy Freestyle. I'll start giving you my diamonds and fugazis for Week 13. Come on back. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.